The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. CSPN and the WrestleCast present to you Cast of Strong Style with your hosts JPK Moto and Don DeLorente. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Cast of Strong Style. I am your host, the Alpha, and I'm joined by my co-host, the Omega, Miss Moto. How are you, Moto? Hey, 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 Don. How are you? I'm fine. Now, um, contrary to the rumor, it's been a while since we've had an episode, since we've recorded. We had a little wager. You haven't been ducking me, have you, Balboa? You've been ducking um, me, Balboa? <laughs> um, I, I, no, no, not at all. I, I, I face my punishments and my stuff head on. So whatever you got, just go ahead. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Well, well, I'm glad the Omega could could find her way to join the Alpha here on this edition of Cast a Strong Style. Now, if you don't remember, we had a wager, and our wager was whoever won could come up with a name for the other co-host. Well, you're listening to the winner, ladies and gentlemen. And so, for the edition of this show, I will be known as the Alpha, and Moto will be known as the Omega. That's There's it? That's it. No, why seriously? I, why would I be rude to you? Because, like, bragging rights and such? Oh, it's just the bragging rights that I'm the Alpha. You know, the Alpha is greater than the Omega. <clears throat> so, it's in the it's in the name. <clears throat> well, um, that's, that's, that's fine. I will just say Kenny Omega is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. So, I'll just take it like that. I'll take it. Moto Omega, that's right. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. Sounds like a new screen name on Twitter to me. Uh, Omega. I like it. Oh, all right. <laughs> so just a reminder, Cast a Strong Style is a CSPN production. And you can find us at www.cspn.us. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. You can also find us through any app on iPhone or Android that allows you to play podcasts. So, Moto, it's been a while. We've got a lot to cover. We're going to just talk about three major cards that happened. We're going to talk about the Junior Tag League Championship Tournament. And we're also going to, you know, talk about the teams who are going to be in the World Tag League Tournament. So, we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about Destruction in Kobe. This had two title matches. And we're going to start with the first title match, which was a triple threat for the IWGP Tag Team Titles. This was a Tornado Rules match between War Machine, the champions, Gorillas of Destiny, and the Killer Elite Squad. Lance Archer sends Hanson through a table. Archer and then uh, David Boy Smith start to run wild, hitting Rowe with a choke slam and a powerbomb. The Killer Bomb finally puts Hanson away, and Killer Elite Squad are your new IWGP Tag Team Champions. Of course, I told you that I think Lance Archer is one scary dude. And uh, David Boy Smith Jr., yeah, he's one of the guys who deserves, you know, he's always, you know, kind of done the right thing. Everybody always has good things to say about him. And uh, he also gets to, you know, keep the, you know, T.J. Wilson, you know, T.J. Kidd type of, you know, thing going on since he can't really wrestle anymore. Mm-hmm. He gets to carry that along, too. So what's the thing about this title change? I... I love War Machine. I really wanted them to just end the series with the, as champions just to really, you know, solidify the fact that they're, like, the top of this. But I'm not mad at the fact that KES won. Um, I didn't think uh, G.O.D. would, would have the, the titles at any point. But um, KES was kind of surprising to me. I really thought that War Machine would, would go through it. This match itself was a lot more uh, fast more urgent, I would say, than the the previous two. Um, some people said that it was their favorite. It was definitely not my favorite. I think the first out of the three of the series was great. There was just a lot. Um, Hanson, I mean, come on. Come on now. Especially his athleticism. I, I can't say. It's just underrated, his athleticism. As, as big as he is, to do the moves that he does and not look sloppy when he does it, 
I just love it. I love War Machine. Um, and of course, Lance Archer is a very scary dude. And I like it. I like this match. Um, not mad at the results, but I wish War Machine won. I'm glad you came around on War Machine. I think I was a little bit warmer to them than you were to begin with, but I'm glad you came around. <laughs> that's that's they're fine, good. Alpha. That's great. That's right. That's, you you were the first one. I mean, they're but you know that's the sign of a good, a very good team is that you know even if you're not sure, all it takes is for you to watch them and they can get get over, you know. So, tip of the hat to War Machine and their title run in New Japan. Next up, our next, our second title match on that show was for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. It, it was Kenny Omega's first title defense against our boy Juicy Robinson. <laughs> uh, back and forth effort. Juice fought hard, fought from underneath. He's got the upper hand, and he's looking for a super pulp friction off of the turnbuckles. But Kenny Omega hits a super one-winged angel instead. And Kenny Omega defends the IWGP United States Heavyweight title. And in a great match, Juice Robinson's best match he's ever had. Um, you know, he really pushed Kenny. Lots of V-triggers. And, uh, you know, a super one-winged angel, which was spectacular to see. And, uh, you know, Kenny Omega put a nice exclamation point on his first title defense. I definitely agree with that. This match was absolutely great. Um, back um, before the match, remember that Kenny took a break for a while because of his knee, and people didn't know what was going to go on for this match. People thought that he might work light and what have you, but Kenny brought it. He brought everything that he could with this. I mean, the floors of V-Triggers, the Snapdragons, just, it just looked crazy. And Juice has really turned a corner. He, before this match, he had this plucky, happy-go-lucky attitude, like, oh my gosh, I'm really here, I really made it. And now he looks a lot more comfortable. It's like, he's like, I belong here now. And he could work this match. I think he really just cemented himself as someone who belongs there. New Japan is his home, and he's, he's gaining more confidence that he needs. So... Again, best career of Juice, best match of Juice's career. Great match from Kenny to solidify that he was back. Love the match. Great, great match for both people. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said in your last statement. So next we have the King of Pro Wrestling card. And we had a bunch of title matches on this card. So we'll start with one of my favorite matches of the night. The IWGP Junior Tag Team title match between the IWGP junior tag team champions of Taguchi and Ricochet versus the debuting Rapungi 3K. You got something Rapungi for me? Thrice. Rapungi Thrice. Rapungi Thrice. It's all Rapungi Thrice. That's it. That's all I got right now. Rapungi Thrice. I love it, though. It was Rocky Romero coming out and announcing that it was Sho Tanaka and Yo Komatsu returning as the new addition or Rapungi 3K. Um, this is really like a mark out for me because Komatsu was my favorite young boy when he was a young boy. And then they started having him and Tanaka be in tag teams a lot together. And you can kind of see them kind of figuring some things out. And they had some pretty cool matches, even though they lost a lot. And then they kind of sent them off and they went to ROH as a little while. But now they're back. Oh, man, this is so fun. And they got this, Rocky Romero as a manager, so I know you like that. Of course. The rap icon himself, great entrance theme, by the way. I, lo I loved it. I love Rocky as a manager. He fits. And um, Sho and Yo, I think they're a great fit. Um, this tag team, oh, oh, you didn't get to the results, Mr. Oh, Alpha. I haven't, I haven't even, thank you. I haven't even um, yet, yet talked about it. I just set it up. So uh, we get into the match. Sho and Yo catch Ricochet. And basically, it looks like the deadly death drop, but kind of like a flatliner, like a double team flatliner. Yeah. But they get the pin, and Rapungi 3K, Sho and Yo, are your new junior tag team champions. Excellent debut. Um, yes, a very excellent debut. Very good match. Very bittersweet match, as um, the speculation, the rumor and innuendo, as Brother Love. Bruce Pritchard would say, <laughs> is that uh, Ricochet, this was his last match in New Japan, 
he has finally been let he's underneath the 90 day clause of his um, Lucha Underground contract that's expired so now he's free to perform on television again and a lot of people say that he's headed towards the WWE notably NXT so <laughs> he had a moment where he you know took the long walk up the ramp and kind of did the turnaround and the long stare and hand over the heart and basically, you know, kind of signaled that, hey, this is probably his last trip to Japan for a little while. So good luck to Ricochet. Man, I'm going to miss him doing the things he did in New Japan. It's not going to be the same in WWE for sure, but I always have the memories. Well, um, you know, this is the wrestling world. He could always return. Um, and yes, kudos to Ricochet for everything that you've done. I can't talk enough about his athleticism, his speed, his technicality, just everything. This man is just a complete package, a complete package. And everything a company would want in a wrestler, everything a fan would want in a wrestler. Congratulations, Ricochet, on everything that you have achieved and good luck in your, your ventures. For the match, um, as I said, it's an excellent, excellent debut for um, Rapungi 3K. Showing Yo with their chemistry, I I loved it. Um, show with the freaking German suplexes all over the place, I love it. They're so clean, and he just snaps you back. I just, I I can't. I just, I just, I just love Rapongi 3K, and I I just like this match. It, it looked good, and it solidified them as like you know the ones on top. Pretty pretty right. good showing and pretty good booking for New Japan for them. Right. Next, we go into the tag team title match as we have the newly crowned champions, the killer elite squad versus war machine versus gorilla destiny and a return Texas tornado elimination match. Killer elite squad hits Tongaloa with the killer bomb and the gorilla of gorillas of destiny are eliminated. So this time killer elite squad gives Hanson the killer bomb through a table and they get the win and retain the IWGP tag team titles. This one was a little bit different as it was, you know, elimination and they had some tables, a little bit more hardcore element to it. I like this one. This was a lot of fun. Um, this was probably my favorite one in a killer elite squad. You know, they did what they did. So, Oh, definitely. They definitely did what they did. And um, with the killer bomb through the table, oh my gosh, with, um, with Ro, that was, that was sixth spot that they had there. Um, I think a lot of the crowd was kind of over the same match. We're talking four in a row. So it was kind of one of those things where I think the crowd was just tired of it, but I think it was, it was a great match overall to watch. It was a fun match. Um, and, and the guys did their effort despite being booked like this. I, I think it needs to put, be put to rest these three for a very long time. I'd like to see them again, but not, not, not after four in a row, but, Overall, good match. Right. Next up, maybe a match that'll probably be on a lot of match of the year lists at the end of the year as we're getting very close to the end of the year. As we had the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title match between Kishida and Will Ospreay. Kishida counters the Oscutter into the hoverboard lock. Ospreay fights. He counters the Back to the Future, but Kishida hits a cutter. Then he hits a penalty kick to the arm, but Osprey hits a toss-up flapjack and the Oz cutter, and he gets the win. It was spectacular to see this match. I know talking about it in like these terms of just like who won and how the finish went down doesn't give it justice. Um, this was like a very personal match for Will Osprey. He'd been very close and could not seem to figure out. Koshida, he would always make some type of mistake. Koshida's experience would always kind of get him at the end. But this time, it didn't happen. And Will oh. Ospreay is his new champion. I think Will Ospreay has matured quite a bit in his time in New Japan. And this match really showed it. Um, I would say earlier in the year, he's always good. Let's, let's, let's get that straight. He's always good. But there are some times where he would just either scream too much or have his timing may be a little bit off, but this time he just seemed clever and sharp, and he had an answer for Kushida. He had things, and and then when he does his, like, when he connects with the Oz cutter and goes into these combinations, it's just amazing. Amazing. Like, um, I think he's, like, in the place that Ricochet was last year in terms of how he was rated. 
because mm-hmm. I, I still think he's underrated. Like, Ricochet last year was underrated. I think this year people really realize how good Ricochet is. I think Osprey is at that point where Ricochet was last year, and people really need to wake up. This man is a superstar, truly a superstar, highly talented, and I'm happy he has the title. Right, right. After the match, our guy, give it to me. The ticking time bomb! Takahashi arrives, but Marty Squirrel stops Takahashi's challenge, because Takahashi looks like he's about to grab the mic and try to make a challenge for Will Ospreay. Because if you remember, he tried to make a challenge before, and he got knocked the fuck out by Will Ospreay, and that's the reason why this match actually happened, was because Will Ospreay knocked out Takahashi before he could challenge Kushida again. So this time he's coming back to make a challenge to the new champion, Osprey. But Marty Skrull, again, like I said, stops it by breaking Takahashi's fingers. Skrull challenges Osprey for the title, and Osprey accepts. So this is a match coming down the pike. Will Osprey and Marty Skrull for the IWGP Championship. That should be pretty fun. Oh, yes. Next up, we get the Wrestle Kingdom 12 briefcase briefcase match between Naito and Ishii. Naito counters out the Brain Buster, hits the Destino, but Ishii kicks out. Naito hits another Destino and finally puts Ishii away, and Naito retains the briefcase until he's going to head into Wrestle Kingdom in the championship match, the main event against Okada. Uh, These two, probably the lesser of the matches that they've had this year, but, but still very good. I would I would agree with that. It was like don't get us wrong. I think this was a great match. I don't think it's a match of the year contender because there's so many others. But this was a great match. Again, I love when these two fight in terms of like the the, the storyline and the the psychology between them. Ishii's just the stone pit bull. He wants to just go and win. And then Naito's just we all know who Naito is. He'll spit in your face. He doesn't care. And then. He's that guy who will spit in your face and be like, just calm down. It's, it's not that big of a deal. But Ishii will, will knock your head off. And I just I just love it. With the Brain Busters and the Glorias, I, I fight forever, okay? Fight forever, these two. I can, I can watch every single match that these guys have over and over again. Um, I'm happy night to one. I didn't think that Ishii would win. Um, it, just, it just set up that way. But overall, great, great match. Right. That brings us to our main event. That's for the IWGP heavyweight title. As we have the champion, Okada, going against Evil. Okada counters everything is evil with the Rainmaker. Okada pulls Evil up, and he hits another Rainmaker. Okada pulls Evil up again. He hits a spinning tombstone, and then a third Rainmaker. And that finally finishes off Evil, and Okada retains the heavyweight championship great match again i mean this whole card was just full of awesome awesome matches and it's it's something obviously i will say go watch um at first i'll say like i did not think that evil would no one i don't think anybody thought that evil would win this but the way the the match was built up you kind of almost rooted you wanted him to win because you know okada's beating him down okada's beating him down of course he's he's going back too but He's still persevering. It's not like he just got one Rainmaker and then that was it. We're talking several Rainmakers that Evil had, you know, went through to go down. You're you're rooting, you're rooting, and you're rooting. And there are times that um, Okada would do some heelish moves and the crowd, you know, absolutely hated it. So that added another dynamic to the match. Um, Obviously, he wasn't going to win. But for some reason, that hope you get that builds up. That's what I loved about this match. Yeah, and it didn't help Okada that this was a pro LIJ crowd. Mm. So, you know, he kind of, you know, was already kind of going in. It was like a 50-50 match because there's so many. So, And you know what's, what's the coolest? It's always so many kids with the LIJ stuff on. Yes. I thought it'd be it's more kid. like adults, but adult it, like kids are all into this. It's It's kids and little girls, especially. Like, if you ever noticed, like the teenage girls. Or like the kids that have the LIJ stuff on and the little kids. It's just yeah. it's always good to kind of peep the demographics of, you know, who gets what over with the people in Japan. You know, the Bullet Club, I guess, is kind of like NWO was for us in our teenage years. For the older kids, that's kind of like the deal to have. You know, the Bullet Club, the older people in the crowd kind of have that stuff on. But, yeah, it's just noticed a lot of 
kids wearing the LIJ stuff. So, yeah, good showing by Evil Okada. Again, you know, he's number one in the BWI for a reason. Um, he's just had a phenomenal 2017. And, um, you know, she's setting up to, you know, start the year off with a bang, 2018, against Naito at the Tokyo Dome. So just a quick reminder that this is Cast a Strong Style. I'm here as the Alpha. I'm Don DeLaRente. I'm joined by my co-host, the Omega. She is Miss Moto. So we're going to move on to the Junior Tag Team Tournament. Junior Tag League, as it's known as. As we had Koshida and my new favorite young boy, this crop, Kawato. Starting off versus Rapungi 3K. Now, what you um, have to know going into this as the background is that the uh, the, 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 the junior tag team champions are in this, but they never win this, and they never go to the finals. So, you know, it's just kind of like they're just kind of in there to, to, to make the sides even as, you know, to make up the bracket. So Rapungi 3K as champs are in, and uh, my young boy, Kawato, he's always fired up. But Yo catches him with a, you know, rolling crab. Kishida fights off show, and he makes a save. As it starts to break down, you know, Kawato starts to fight back again, but he eats a backstabber and a dropkick. Pungi 3K hits that elevated flatliner, and they finish off young Kawato, and they advance to the next round. Um, it was cool to see Kawato paired with Kishida here, you know, give him some credibility. The crowd is really into him, and I think that's going to go far for him, especially once he starts to, you know, do his excursion and then comes back. Um, so, like, 2020, he's going to be the man. Next up, we get Jagan Lee and Taitan versus the ticking time bomb, Takahashi and Bushi. Takahashi takes out uh, Jagan Lee with the destroyer. Bushi and Taitan work back and forth. But then LIJ, they hit a double-team code breaker on Taitan for a near fall. Bushi then gets the win when he hits Titan with the Doomsday MX and the ticking time bomb, Takahashi and Bushi, if they advance to the next round. We have Kanamaru and El Despi versus Taguchi and his new tag team partner, ACH. Super! Yes, this is strictly for the entertainment of my co-host, Moto. I love when ACH <laughs> arrives on the scene so she can do that. Um, ACH hits a 450 on Kanemaru, but El Despi just barely makes a save. ACH and then Taguchi hit the Super 69, which is the X-Factor and Dodon combo, and they got the win. So, Taguchi and, give it to me again. Super! ACH are moving on. And so then we have the semifinals that are going to go, um, you know, in the next round that lead up to this. So we have LIJ as Atsubushi and Takahashi. They're going against Rapungi 3K. LIJ hits a double team MX on Yo for a great near fall. But Los Angeles looks for that doomsday next. But Show makes it safe. Rapungi 3K fights back, and they hit the double-team flatliner on Bushi. And then Rapungi 3K hits a double flatliner again on Bushi, and they put him away, and they advance to the finals. Wow. Yes, this was really cool. So you get the next round where we have the finals, where we'll be talking about that and the card that led up to Power Struggle. So at Power Struggle, we had a notable return. It was a return of the Young Bucks. They came back. They faced Dragon Lee and Titan. Uh, this was a very fun match. Um, they get the win with the Indy Taker, and they actually um, hold, make a new um, holdup called the Cease and Desist, where Nick <laughs> locks in the sharpshooter, and uh, then Matt goes in for the cross space. And that's kind of what they used to... Uh, make Titan tap out. So that was a notable undercard match. That was a lot of fun. You know, I love the Young Bucks. I loved it too. It was it was a good match. Um good warm up match for them. Lots of flips, lots of dives if you like that stuff and typical Young Bucks antics with a with a lot of ish talking. Um and I do love the the cease and desist as their finisher. Um good warm up match for sure. We're gonna move into the finals of the Super Junior Tag Team tournament as we have Rapungi 3K showing yo versus Taguchi and Super! ACH. I could do that all day. 
I know you could. The we get those rolling German suplexes by show, and that they're calling their finishing moves a three K now. They're calling it. They hit that flatliner onto Gucci, but ACH fires up and battles back. ACH then takes a lump blower and a drop kick. They hit the three K on H on uh, ACH, and the match is over. They get the pin, as Yo and Show have done it. The unthinkable. The Junior Tag Team Champions have actually won the Junior Tag League. I think this might wow. be the first time this has ever happened, actually. It, so. I, I was very surprised that these two won. Really, really shocked that they won this. And again, it just shows the faith that the higher-ups in New Japan have in Rapongi 3K. Um, to take nothing away from ACH and, and Suguchi, they did a fantastic job, especially with the... Um, the the dota on the firebird combo where he like rips off the tape off mm-hmm. his ribs oh they the crowd loved that I love that too I, I was like screaming when he hit that I didn't think he was and then it gets broken up by show that was that was a great great spot in the match and um I, I love seeing Rapongi thrice I I like Super Six Nine as a tag team um I don't know I feel like ACH would probably be best full time in New Japan for a while um but we'll see. And we'll see what happens with Taguchi as well. So after the match, the Young Bucks arrive. They joke around. They call Rapungi 3K Young Boys, and they make the challenge for the titles. They say they want their belts back. Rocky Romero runs down the Young Bucks, and he accepts their challenge on behalf of Rapungi 3K. So moving forward to the Tokyo Dome, we've got our junior tag team title match set up. As we're going to have Rapungi 3K versus the Young Bucks. And w, I mean, Wrestle Kingdom is just looking better and better and better with, with, with time passing. Yes, it is. Our next major match is my co-host, The Omegas, Nightmares, the theme of her nightmares, Minoru Suzuki. Oh, my gosh. The demon. Versus Yano in a never-open-weight title bull rope match. So, basically, Suzuki chokes out Yano with the bull rope. Like literally, like chokes him out, makes him like on the verge of like passing out, and then gives him the gotch power driver, and he gets the win. I don't know why Yano agreed to this match. I literally <laughs> thought he was going to murder this man. I thought I was going to be witness to somebody losing their life. Yano tries as he might with his antics. Uh, it was just a, a sad, sad ending for for Yano and uh, Minoru Suzuki. You know, he got great joy out of nearly killing a man. That's that's the demon for you, and um, you know, little orphan Annie, aka Yano. That's what he looks like right now with this hair. People, just just go see it, little orphan Annie. Um, you know, uh, I, I figured it would be you know quite quite the showing, and I don't understand why you agree. You sign on a dotted line to have Minoru Suzuki do that to you, but it's Yano, and there was a lot of interference, and he tried. You know what? That's the story of this match. He tried. That's that's what you need to know. He tried and. The demon being the demon whooped them. And and that's basically that's that really. Sad sad times. No sane person would agree to have you to be bound at the wrist to Minoru Suzuki and only be able to get like twelve feet away from him and he has the ability to bring you closer at all times. That's that, that's just not what a sane person should or would do. Well, you know, the sun will not come out tomorrow for little orphan Annie, and um, that's what happens when you you challenge challenge a demon. You just don't do it, folks. Just don't do it. We have our IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title match as we have Will Ospreay defending his title for the first time against the challenge of Marty Skrull. Ospreay hits a shooting star press for a two count, then he hits a cyclone kick, but Marty counters the Oscutter into the chicken wing. Then they work into some pinning combos. Marty gets a cradle and wins to become the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. This plays into the story that is no matter where they wrestle, for what title they wrestle, whatever title Will Ospreay has ever held in his career, on the independence, overseas, wherever, he's lost it every time to Marty Skrull. He cannot beat Marty Skrull. This is not like a one-time thing or a two-time thing or a three-time thing. It's like a seven-time thing. This is like a, a real running thing. So, tough luck for our man, Will. Mm, well, 
it's one of those things where yes, Will uh Will Will has grown, but he still has not been able to outthink Marty Scroll. Marty Scroll is the villain for a reason. He is clever, he is diabolical, and he was working those hands, snaps, stomps, rolls, all that. He was just working on both of Will Ospreay's hands this entire match. And um, I have to say, between the both of them, the timing was, like, impeccable between these two. Like, nobody was waiting for somebody else to do things. Nothing was missed. It was like, bam, 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 bam. I loved the match. And I was actually very surprised. I mean, I was surprised at the result, but I was surprised at how quick it was. It was so quick that the crowd was like, what? That really happened? Seriously? And even the ref put the three in front of Mighty Scrolls' face. Like, yeah, you won. You won that. And I think it was good. Some people get mad about it, but I think it's a finish that is kind of needed. Some people kind of predict how it goes on. They think it's going to be like raised to a feverish pitch, but it's one of those things where it was a shocker and it was well executed. It brings the element of like a sport and like a pin could happen at any point. You know, like really, if you're in a championship match, that's like what was cool about like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Like a lot of times, and like especially when he was in a championship match, he might do like his first or second move and try to pin you mm-hmm. because the object is to, to to win the belt, right? Yeah. So, so that's cool. Where you know, hey, it doesn't always have to like you say. We get to the twenty five minute mark, and then okay, everybody starts to get to the edge of their seat because okay, the last five minutes are going to be something you know we've never seen before where you know at like the 12 minute mark all of a sudden they're going into something that seems like a normal little spot and the next thing you know it's just like you're saying huh it's over what oh my goodness the match can end at any time so after this match Kishida arrives and he challenges Marty Skrull but Will Ospreay tells him fuck off because he wants his rematch (laughs) and then here comes give it to me the ticking time bomb with the helmet and he has on gloves to protect himself from any type of harm or any type of attack. He says that he wants a title shot as well. So Marty Scroll says he'll do them all a favor and he'll face them all at the same time on January 4th at the Tokyo Dome. So there we go. Wow. We got our junior heavyweight title match set up. Now, yeah, this is going to be complete chaos. It's going to be great. It's going to be epic. Like you have like it's it's a must see. It's I don't think this match is gonna be a mess. It's gonna be chaos, but it's gonna be ha, 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 chaos. No pun intended. But <laughs> but I think it's going to be it like it's gonna be a great match. You have the unpredictability of Takahashi. You have um Marty and his his cleverness. You have Will and his athleticism, and you have Kushida's heart. You put that in a pot that is Wrestle Kingdom for the title. You got a great match, my friend. Must yeah, be, this, I think. Yeah, this is this is that's got a chance to really be high on the like rankings of the matches everybody likes when that's all said and done. So we move into our IWGP United States heavyweight title match as we have Kenny Omega defending against Trent Beretta. He's got his first title match as a single in the heavyweight division. So, you know, Beretta moving on up to the deluxe apartment in the sky, trying to knock off, not my co-host, but the Kenny Omega. (laughs) So Beretta counters into a crucifix for a two count, and Omega finally hits a one-winged angel, and he retains to win, to keep, excuse me, his United States championship. So Kenny gets on the mic as usual after a match. Cuts his post-match promo, does his, you know, Japanese, you know, little spiel. And all of a sudden, the video screen starts acting funny. The mic goes out, video screen starts doing like a, a, a countdown. And all of a sudden, Chris Jericho appears on the big screen. And he Bruh. says that Kenny Omega is not the best in the world. And he tears up a picture of Kenny Omega. Jericho claims that he is the best in the world and the best of all times. And he says that he's the alpha and he's challenging the Omega to a match at Wrestle Kingdom. Kenny Omega accepts. Ooh. Okay, Mecha, the floor is yours. I, I, <sighs> there's so much 
Well, we'll get. Well, I'll do the match first, and then we'll do the Chris Jericho. First of all, I have to say, Kenny, my namesake Omega, was great in this match. Very, very offensive. He looked like he was almost toying with, with um, Trent the entire match. He would always yell to the young bucks out, and he would have these comments. It was just like it was just another day for him, another day at work, and he was just enjoying himself, like more so than usual. Um, the offense was was great, especially with the the first like within the first five minutes of the match with the spot with the table outside. My gosh. Um Beretta though still had some tricks up his sleeve with the crucifix, but I I you know, overall good match with them. I liked it. Um Trent is is growing. I like the fact that he's he's getting more comfortable in the heavyweight scene. And it was it was a great match overall. Good good for Kenny, good for Trent. Now on to Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho in New Japan. I mean, this is amazing news for, for, for New Japan. Great news, great setup, and this will get so many American eyes on New Japan. It's going to be... I, I, can't, I can't wait to see it. What do you think, Tom? Chris Jericho proves once again that he is one of the greatest minds in the sport of professional wrestling because he has a vision and an awareness that most people don't. He got this thing stirred up on social media first as they got some, you know, things going back and forth, claiming to be the best in Winnipeg. And, you know, they're saying this, they're saying that, and they're not even counting Roddy Piper. They're not counting me. And I've done this and I've done that. And yeah, Kenny Omega's had a great year and he's had some matches in Japan, but until you get over here in WWE, you ain't done nothing. You know, kind of that type of thing, getting everybody on the internet stirred up. So that yeah. goes on for a couple of weeks. And of course, people are like, oh man, what do you think? Do you think it's for work? Do you think it's real? Do you think it's going to lead to something? And everybody's like, it'd be cool if it could lead to something, but what could they do? Because, you know, Jericho's WWE, Omega's New Japan, Ring of Honor, it'll never work. But unbeknownst to the internet community, Chris Jericho's contract was expired and he could do whatever he wants. And I guess he kind of informed Vince. He didn't have to if he didn't that he was going to do this and and now he's going to go wrestle in New Japan. It's going to be the first time since 1999 that he's wrestled for anybody other than WWE. It's going to be like the first time since like 1995 or 94 that he's actually wrestled in Japan. So like you said, this is huge. I know that this was like the talk of wrestling like that Sunday morning that this event went down that whole day, Monday, people were like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. Um, you know, how, how did it, how did it get done? How's it even going to work? Who's going to win? You know? So do you think Jericho can hang, you know, everybody's, you know, got doubts about what Jericho is going to do. And, you know, so it, it is great. It's just going to be a fun match. And, um, I can't wait to see it happen. And it, the main event of Naito and uh, Okada, they're gonna have their work cut out for them to, to to follow that one. I'm not worried about those two though. When it comes to to setting the bar and, and performing, I'm not worried about Naito and, and Okada. But but with Chris Jericho, a true Renaissance man, a true true visionary in this business, and I'm I'm so thrilled that he's doing this. And to those of you who think that he's betraying the WWE, please. Please know that they're not losing money with Chris Jericho not there. They're losing other things, but they're not losing money. And Chris Jericho has been faithful to them time after time after time. I think this is great that he's helping out New Japan with this and making more people see it. Like, the attention is going to be on New Japan for Wrestle Kingdom for sure. Before this, if nothing else moved you to see, Chris Jericho would get a ton of people to see it. So I'm thrilled. Congratulations to both Kenny and Chris Jericho in advance. I know it'll be a good match. Yeah, yeah. July, uh, Jan, excuse me, January fourth is gonna really be a heck of a card, and we still got some more matches to kind of fill in. And I can't wait for the uh, the the New Japan Rumble. It's always fun to see the what old timers they're gonna have try to come back in and and have you know five minutes of glory. Sometimes more. Ming had like ten when when he was in it last year. <laughs> couple of years ago so that was fun so our main event was tanahashi versus kota abushi for the iwgp intercontinental title uh what can you say about tanahashi this man's out here with a legit torn bicep 
going against the best in the world uh, month after month and just putting on high-level title defenses. Um, Abushi drops a knee pad, but Tanahashi counters uh, the knee strike into the sling blade. Tanahashi then follows up with a dragon suplex for a near fall. Tanahashi heads up top, and he hits the high fly flow. Tanahashi then goes back up top, and he hits another high fly flow, and he gets the win to retain the IWGP Intercontinental title. Uh, after the match, they embrace after a, you know, a classic match. Tanahashi celebrates post-match. He cuts his promo. He praises Ibushi. But Ibushi goes to the back. He's clearly disappointed. He talks about getting you know so close to Osaka for the first time in a long time. And he's got something special for them. As he tunes up the air guitar, closes out things with the jam session. And uh, I know it kind of sounds lame that you could get a uh, air guitar like solo over but yeah that thing was over like he was like gassed out and they were still cheering for him to go longer <laughs> so that was interesting to see so right as the jam session is closing out all of a sudden we get the screen acting up again and we get the reveal of the switchblade and it's another than jay white jay white comes down to the ring he confronts tanahashi they go face to face jay white challenges him Challenges him to a match at Wrestle Kingdom for the IC title. They begin to brawl, and Jay White lays out Tanahashi. He stands tall, and he leaves his knife necklace on Tanahashi's chest. So, Jay White was the one behind all those creepy little videos that we were seeing. Oof. I, uh, I kind of figured it was Jay White, but to see him come out was another story and just lay Tanahashi out like that. Um, I think it's going to be a great match at Wrestle Kingdom again. I think this is going to be one of the more underrated matches on Wrestle in Wrestle Kingdom for sure. I think because you got so many other matches, this might be one that just flies under the radar. But I think these two are still going to give us a great bout nonetheless. Nonetheless, um, speaking of matches that kind of got looked over, the Kota Ibushi one versus Tanahashi. Um, everyone was really raving and and paying a lot of attention to Chris Jericho. But can we talk about this match was one of the best, ma- like, best matches of the year? Like, this is definitely a match of the year contender. Between Abushi selling his moonsaults, uh, the history of Nakamura, uh, you know, Abushi was relentless. The selling, I just, it's just, it was a great match. And I think a lot of people really looked over this one, and it's, it, should, it shouldn't be. Right, right. Abushi, I thought, uh, was gonna win this. I really did. Um, I thought that it was his time, and you know, Tanahashi with Tanahashi being hurt, you know, kind of be a good time if he had to kind of miss the dome show to kind of give him a couple of months off to kind of work, you know, rest his arm or whatever. But uh, not they're going forward and they're putting Jay White in the mix here. But yeah, definitely got to give big shout outs to Tanahashi and, and Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi has really in the last few months that he's been fully entrenched in New Japan, he's really had some really great matches, whether he's been a tag team match or a singles match. So, you know, big, big ups to him and a continued success in New Japan. Yes. Welcome home. This edition of Cast a Strong Style is brought to you by Amazon.com. Amazon.com is the sponsor of this week's podcast to help keep the podcast free. So please go to CSPN.us, scroll down to where it says support the podcast, click on Amazon, do your shopping like you normally would. And it's like, I've got some Bullet Club items I need to go purchase. So I'm going to be hopping on Amazon.com through CSPN.us, trying to find those to support the podcast, keep it free. A little bit of that purchase will come back to us here at CSPN and notably at Cast a Strong Style. So we can continue to bring the podcast to you free each and every week. So CSPN.us and Amazon.com do it today. So as we head into the month of December, we're coming up into the last big event leading into Wrestle Kingdom. And this is a month for our World Tag League. Basically what this is, is a tag team tournament to determine who will get the title shot against the Killer Elite Squad at the Tokyo Dome. So just like the Super Juniors, it's laid out with two different blocks. We have an A block and a B block, so we'll run through the teams. In the A block, we have Juicy Robinson and Sammy Callahan. That's a very interesting tag team. That should be fun. Mm, I think so, and I think these two, um, I, uh, there's 
I think I think they'll they'll actually go far. They'll surprise a lot of people. The, this tag right. team. All right. We have Sonata and Evil. We have Yuji Nagata and Nakanishi, New Japan dads. Mm-hmm. We have Yuji Ro and Hangman Page. Of course, we have Tenzan and Kojima. Mm-hmm. We have Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale. <laughs> Minoru Suzuki and Azuka. Uh-huh. And we have Goto and Yoshihashi along with his wig. Thank you very much for including his wig. It's a very important part of this tag team. So that's your A block. Do you have a particular team that you're leaning towards that you like that you see as a favorite or of the A block? Let's see. Yeah. Um, Juice Robinson and Sammy Callahan are going to be your dark horse, I think. Um, Evil and Sonata, I think, are going to be they're going to go far too. New Japan dads, eh. um, and Suzuki and Azuka, I I can't see them going that far. And if they do, it's because of Suzuki and not Izuka. Goto and Yoshihashi, along with the wig, may be your Dark Horse team. You think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've actually been working pretty good together. Had some pretty good matches, some good eight-mans and tag team matches together here lately. So watch out for them. In the B block, of course, this is loaded. We have the Killer Elite Squad, who are the... The IWGP Tag Team Champions. We have the former champions, War Machine. Uh, we have the very interesting tag team of Jeff Cobb and Big Mike. Michael Elliott. <laughs> we have Beretta and Chuck Taylor. That should be fun, too. We have Anare and Makabe. Uh, interesting that the defending champions, Makabe Ahamna, will not be a part of this year's tournament. We have Yano and Ishii. We have the Gorillas of Destiny. And we have the KOB and David Finley. Hey. So, um, Kob getting getting some good rub here, being a part of the 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 the, the uh, World Tag League Championship. So, and Hanari too, both of those guys, young boys well, I'm, getting I'm in surprised. there. I mean, I, I like to. I'm I'm liking Hanari back again. Um, I, I of course the Kob King of Beef. Um, I don't think they'll be the dark horses. I am gonna go out on a limb here. And I'm going to say that G.O.D. will go very far in this. Um, and it might be, it might be that I, I feel like these these tournaments. There's always a surprise. There's always a surprise winner that no one sees coming. It's o- almost always the dark horse that that wins this. But I'm going to go with Hanson and Raymond to win the entire thing. Um, but it's Block B is loaded, and of course K.O.B. He needs experience, but they're they're going to be eliminated fairly early. What about you? I think that Jeff Cobb and Mike Elgin are the perfect team to kind of to be the like quote unquote dark horse team team that you don't think is going to have a chance when you first look at this just to win because they have the perfect makeup for Japan. They're two big guys who can do a lot of cool stuff. They can high fly. They can do power moves. They have speed. They have athleticism. And that's the type of stuff that got War Machine over. And that's the same type of thing that will get them over and get them going far too. So I think that they might actually be a team that you need to watch out for. I can see that. I'll agree with you on that as well. So that is basically what's been going on in the world of New Japan for the last like three months. Um, Has there been any other news oh yeah we had a shibata update um where shibata is uh, been really pushing himself to try to come back and and try to wrestle again but it's not going as well as he would like um he's having a lot of uh, problems around uh you know crowds and and just a lot of activity um is is you know still kind of uh unsettling and and uh you know he's still having difficulty kind of you know, functioning in those environments. So um, he's been pushing himself and it says that his body is just not reacting as much as his mind is, you know, pushing his body to. So um, just, you know, continues to be just a, a sad tale. Um, you know, we, we, I guess we all had hopes and dreams when we saw him come out, but um, he's going through a real difficult time with his recovery. Um, I think it's one of those things where, your mind, like it's like you want it almost too bad, and your body's just not on the same page. And we all know how determined Shibata is, 
and the drive he has, but that could be counterproductive to not resting. He, we all know he wants to get back into the ring really badly. However, like he has to take the time to recoup and relax. And it may be that if he takes it a little bit easier on himself, that will give his body the time it needs to adjust, and then he can move forward. I think that's what's going on, is that he's pushing himself so hard that he's almost at a wall, and it's just not working. And it's frustrating, and I can't imagine how it is, and I hope I hope that he, he recovers to where he would like to be, and we wish him the best. So we wish him the best. For sure. For sure. So... Um, that's kind of the latest news out of New Japan. Um, it's Chris Jericho's thing. Um, haven't had any really other major signings. Sammy Callahan, you know, he's coming in to do the World Tag League. Um, that's kind of about it. They're announced that they're going to be coming back to Long Beach. Yes, they uh, are. This time in, I think it's this in March, I think it was this year. March 25th. Yeah, and they're going to a bigger arena, so... Um, they're trying to, you know, slowly build on the U.S. Uh, part of things. So um, we'll see what that holds uh, in March. So they have announced that those tickets are going on sale. So um, hopefully it sells out and people show out and they can get it, get it on TV again like they did uh, before. And, you know, like you said, they'll have a lot of buzz coming off the Chris Jericho uh, New Japan angle. So um, hopefully this will be their year where they, you know, fully blow up and it's not just whisperings of oh, do you know what they're doing in japan have you seen it i i think so and this leads me into uh kind of a question i would like to ask don um i think so because my opinion is that who is who is don oh excuse me wow oh, wow oh, excuse me <laughs> alpha wow alpha the omega here would like to ask the alpha about wrestle kingdom and it is the Omega's opinion that Wrestle Kingdom has the hype and the excitement that WrestleMania should have in the wrestling world. And and we all know the missteps of the WWE. I you guys know how I feel about it, and how I feel about them as a company and what they could be doing to better that. Um, I feel that Wrestle Kingdom has that excitement that people will 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 fly across the world to see this spectacle and i don't feel that with wrestlemania anymore i I just feel like it's a little bit better than the rest of their pay-per-views for the year do you agree mr alpha that wrestle kingdom is what wrestlemania should be in terms of excitement for the wrestling world yes as far as the anticipation i think that what what WrestleMania is is WrestleMania is more like now it's more like a party it's more like a celebration so people go for the whole atmosphere of it all and the actual WrestleMania part is just kind of the gathering spot at the end of the whole deal of the whole weekend you just go at the very end and gather up and watch WrestleMania where I think New Japan has it for the pure excitement of we're coming to watch these wrestling matches. There's nothing else before this or after this except for these wrestling matches. And I think that's where the hype comes from for Wrestle Kingdom. It's like, yo, this is going to be, you know, there's probably going to be four, at least four, maybe five, six matches that are going to probably go down as, you know, okay, yep, that's Master Your Contender. Yep, that's Master Your Contender. Yep, that's Master Your Contender. I mean, for most people, what's going to win the 2017 match of the year happened at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, like four days into the year, people had already saw the best match they probably going to see that whole year. So, I mean, that's just the level of wrestling that is a part of this thing. So I think with the Jericho thing added into it, the, you know, Naito going up against Okada and finally getting his opportunity to, to become the champion. I think that this is going to bring a lot of people into this, especially, um, you know, once they start factoring in Cody Rhodes and Bullet Club and, you know, what they've got going on and and the way that the second half of this year has worked out for them. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely going to be, you know, on a level that it's never been before, for sure. Biggest Mm -hmm. ones, yeah, and I thought last year was huge. Do you think that this is the year that... New Japan finally blows up in terms of being mentioned in the mainstream media 
like the WWE is? I think there's still some, uh, like you said the last time, they're a better TV deal away from that. If they can get on a channel that's more accessible to people, that's more in people's consciousness of, you know, okay, I associate this channel with the channel that the New Japan Wrestling comes on, but it's not in the 200s on your cable box. It could, if it could get somewhere in the 50s or the 40s, somewhere in there on your cable box, you can say, oh, you know what? I don't normally watch this channel, but I will because I know New Japan comes on there and it's in like 42 or you know 40 or whatever in cable box. I think that'll work out for them. Like huge, like, okay, you know how, even though this will never happen because they have ROH and they own ROH, but like Sinclair is, is like buying up all these stations. They just bought like WGN. So people are thinking, even though they're probably not going to do it, that ROH would like move to WGN. Everybody has that on their cable box and it's a fairly low number on their cable box, right? So if like New Japan could get to like a station like that, that would make them more mainstream, more national, just because of the platform that they're on. Sometimes it's not, you know, what you're doing, it's who's broadcasting you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's what I call like in the hip hop world. It's like hot by association. Like I didn't really know that Jay-Z was going to be that good, but I saw that he had a song with Notorious B.I.G. And I was like, well, you know, I like Biggie and I don't think Biggie would really do with anybody who was whack. So I'll 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 take a chance on this guy. And, you know, just kind of that's how it works. So I think that's kind of the same thing that'll work with New Japan. If they get on a station that's got some clout, then they'll have some clout. Well, I, I would agree with you on on that note that they definitely need a uh, an American channel to to get them to to broadcast so they're in in every single home at a specific time. But you have the thirteen hour time difference. I mean, it could be taped too, and then they can figure that out from there. But but um, I hope that this is the year that they can do it. They're getting more and more. I mean, look at Hot Topic. You have Lij merch and Bullet Club merch. In Hot Topic. Now, I never walk in Hot Topic. But I walk in Hot Topic just to buy a Cody Roacher. I walk in the to- Hot Topic for an LIJ shirt. Instead of waiting X amount of weeks to get that shirt online, I can now go into the mall. Things like that, that's huge for them. And I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for them. And Wrestle Kingdom is going to be great. Yeah, now, see... See, the Bullet Club is something on their on their own that's like almost separate from New Japan at this point because they've gotten to this point where now, you know, they've got the being the elite is like you know getting really big on YouTube. You know, they did the whole thing where they did the invasion, and you know, Jimmy Jacobs who used to work for WWE took a picture with him. He got fired. Some people say that it was a dumb decision. He's trying to play it up like maybe he was ready to go, and you know, this is kind of you know, helped it along a little bit more. So, I mean, yeah, the Gun Bucks and the Bullet Club in general are on something totally different than, um, you know, than New Japan on the whole. But, you know, if, again, if they do something on a bigger channel that more people could see them, then, yeah, it would be just like 97, 98 again with NWO where you have these guys who are really good at what they're doing. They're the coolest at what they're doing, and they're – just running the place and not giving a what and people like that it'll always be what draws people to wrestling is because you can go do things out front in a wrestling ring in an arena that you can't normally do in society and people gravitate towards that and the young bucks are definitely getting a chance to do that for sure for sure so omega if there's Anything else that you'd like to add? Shout outs, thank yous, thoughts, concerns. I'll open the floor up to you. <laughs> uh, Miss Omega would like to thank the true alpha himself. I know I'm not supposed to say your name, Mr. Don DeLorente, but the alpha himself for bringing this together. I always thank you. You are the best. I'm not saying that because I lost a bet. I'm saying that because the alpha is truly just that, folks. And Thank you to all our listeners who supported us and are patient with us. And I like y'all. And just thank you. And you know what? I'd like to thank the genius, the true genius, Mr. Classic. Those are my shout outs. 
Thank you, Miss Omega, for those kind words. You know, it's it's really difficult being an alpha. It's hard, you know, carrying this around 24 hours a day. I, I try my best, and I'm thankful for those words of um, encouragement and, um, you know, affirmment. So thank you. I'd like to give a shout-out to Classic as well. Give a shout-out to all the people who are going to listen to this, whether you're new to New Japan Pro Wrestling or if you've been following for years, thank y'all for valuing our opinion and our reviews and our thoughts on what we think about the product. Um, hopefully we won't have a big gap between uh, this show and the next show, but you know, life be life. And so bear with us. Um, we're definitely going to try to have a, a podcast reviewing the world tag league and also a preview of the whole Russell kingdom 12 card uh, before the holidays and before um, January 4th. So moto, I'll be getting in touch with you, ink something in and Sharpie before the holidays start so we can get that going. But I'm looking forward to, um, you know, these last few months of the year. The World Tag League should be fun. And and Wrestle Kingdom, like we said, is just going to be off the hook. And we've only got like six matches announced. We've still got probably four more matches at least to kind of to fill out the card. So um, looking forward to talking to you again. And on that note, this has been episode 13 of Cast of Strong Stuff. Cast, cast of strong, strong style. style.